Welcome to episode two of the e-learning assist presented by GoOne.com. I'm your host, Scott Cooper. We're at episode two, and today we're going to be taking a deeper look into how to structure an effective training program. We've got Eduardo Nones on hand from the GoOne team, who was in our last episode. He's back. He's an expert in setting up training programs, and he's going to have a discussion today about how you can select the right content, how you can evaluate your program, the structure that you should be looking to implement, and a whole heap of other tips there. Now, there is a portion of this uh, episode which is a live demo that follows on from the discussion you're about to hear. If you would like to watch the full demo on learning how to set this system up in your GoOne portal, head over to goone.com and search for the e-learning assistant to be able to find it. But now let's kick things off with Eduardo. Excellent, Scott. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for having me again. Um, so this time I've planned a much shorter session. I uh, realized the, the, the last one was a bit too long, I reckon. Um, so I try, so what, I, what I'm trying to do today um, is, is giving you some, um, not just some principles, but some takeaways that you can just go ahead and, and, and apply uh, straight away. So let me, let me just uh, share my PowerPoint now, Scotch. Um, and hopefully let me know if uh, it's working well. Just uh, see. Um, I'm still getting used to this Chrome uh, Crowdcast. Um, We're getting better with every time we do this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So can you see my screen? Yes, oh, see. we're, we're up there. Right. Uh, excellent. So is it, um, all right, perfect. Okay, so well, let's get started. Uh, so today is all about structuring your, your, your training program. Uh, so what I have planned for, for this webinar is, uh, first of all, um, some questions that I believe you should be asking yourself before you start actually developing and structuring your training. Uh, the second bit um, is some of the principles, and this will be very, very short and basic, uh, but I think learning a few principles would, would actually be quite useful, or applying these principles uh, will be quite useful uh, to speed up the time um, and, and to give you some guidance on, on, on how to structure something fairly quickly. Uh, and then I'm going to do a demonstration uh, of a program that I've structured, and I'm going to show you how I've actually done that using Go One. Uh, and at the end of it, you know, instead of Q&A, I think, you know, I've left it as discussion. Uh, I would love to know um, some of the ideas that people that attend the webinar have, you know, obviously, and if you have questions as well. So the first question you should be asking yourself, obviously, and this is, it may sound really basic, um, but at times we forget about it. So, so, so thinking about the budget, you know, how much uh, money or resources do you have allocated to the training program that, that will help you establish uh, the level of resources uh, that you're going to develop? Is that going to be professionally designed with a ton of interactions? You know, do you have the resources for that? Um, the, the one thing to think about is that you may, if you don't, right, just bear in mind that using, like I discussed in the first webinar, uh, using off-the-shelf content or using uh, the resources that you currently have may be better, uh, and, and I think, you know, in most times it would be better than, than waiting until you have this perfect um, uh, program. Um, now, the next point is obviously the time, right? Um, how much time do you have? How quickly do you need to put this together? We'll establish uh, the length and, and uh, the type of resources that you develop. The other thing to think about is that not every organization has 
the luxury of having an instructional designer um, in, in the team, as part of the team. Um, and a lot of times uh, the job is down to a manager or to a HR person uh, that maybe doesn't have um, a, 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 um, a learning and develop a great deal of learning and development experience. So think about that. And again, you know, as I said, that will help you determine um, uh, whether you can use content that already exists. I'm a big fan of mixing um, your uh, resources with off-the-shelf content, um, but, I, but I do believe that off-the-shelf is, is just not enough. So having a combination of both, um, potentially, is a very good idea. Now, yeah, Eduardo, with, with, yeah. with that content, um, what are some things that people should be looking for when they are looking for off-the-shelf content? Um, so, well, I, I guess when I talk about principles, uh, I actually, um, I think that, that would answer that question. Uh, but thanks for asking, because then that would um, help me reframe it with the actual principles. Because I think the principles um, are actually, um, can be used as a way of also identifying and selecting the content. So let me just jump into that uh, very quickly here, Scott. So, so first of all, um, think about uh, the rationale of the training to begin with. Um, so very, 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 very important to establish beforehand, um, explain, um, to, well, to explain why learners should be learning this particular um, skill or should, and how it applies to the work. So back to your question, Scott, uh, if you're picking an off-the-shelf content, uh, make sure that the off-the-shelf content actually matches uh, your, your internal need, right? For example, I'll give you, I'll show you an example with the demonstration uh, because I've actually selected um, a, a, um, a core. I've, I've actually done that uh, with the course that I've built. Uh, the other thing uh, with um, this principle uh, is that um, you actually need to be to, to be good at selling why the learning, uh, so why learning uh, this would actually solve uh, the learners' pain, pains, frustrations, and ultimately helping helping them succeed. Uh, I remember, you know, when I was a full-time trainer, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the work of actually selling and getting people on board, um, and, and 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 this is this is important, right? When you're doing that. Um, make sure that uh, the resources that you're putting together will connect with the learners cognitively and as well emotionally. And what I mean by that is uh, when, I, when I'm being introduced to the training, right, I need to go and say, oh, this makes sense to me. Or, oh, it makes, it makes sense to do things that way. Or, oh, yeah, I can relate to this. Uh, it, it is part of, a, of my job. It is part of a, a pain or frustration that I currently experience, that I'm currently experiencing. Uh, does that make sense, Scott? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah it, does. I, it does make sense. I think something else that would be worth um, just having a, a mention on here would be around how you can determine what your team actually needs. So com compliance and onboarding is one sort of thing, but then taking that step into the next depth of, of training, what? Mm. how do you find out what your team actually needs at that point? What's the best tactics there? To find out what they actually need. well first of all uh, you would have hoped that uh, a manager uh, or a leader would have the technical skills um to be able to identify what the team needs right so um, um in my, my opinion if you don't have that in-house um engaging an external uh, consultant who could actually be uh quite useful engaging a, a subject matter expert um sometimes you don't have those skills internally 
There's another tip, uh, which I'm happy to show uh, once we jump into the demonstration, um, is uh, for certain roles, um, they are, for example, the, the Australian, uh, I know we, we, it, this is global, but I'm pretty sure US will be the same. Uh, there's a training uh, framework, and as part of the training framework, um, you could actually um, identify, for example, communication skills or communication essentials. Uh, it actually lays down the skeleton of pretty much every skill that a person should develop in ways that that person could be developing that skill. So um, it's a good question, and, and I think you know when I when I show you an example, uh, it would actually make sense. Yeah. Was was I able to answer your question, there, mate? Yeah, I think that was great. All right, cool. So then jumping to the next one again, very basic, but a lot of times, you know, people just throw people, throw, oh, let's jump into a room for a training without establishing exactly what the, objective, what the objectives are. So very, very simple, just stop for a minute, what's the objective? For example, for this uh, program, I've actually reduced that already. Uh, it, my idea or my hope is that at the end of the webinar, you'll be able to structure a blended uh, learning program using Go One. So I've actually crossed the online. I don't think we're gonna have time for that, but but just as an example. The next one is always design activities. Always think about activities. Um, uh, make sure the training is as active as it can be. And there's a ton of ideas, you know, there could be projects, discussions, role plays, challenges, team building exercises, reflective tasks. Uh, be it online or offline, it doesn't matter. You know, it, you know just make sure the tasks that you select are actually um, suitable for the median of delivery. Uh, th there is a great example. Uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine who is a extremely talented facilitator, uh, and he's running webinars. He's a guy that trains people at Microsoft and Facebook and SAP. He's really, really good at what he does. And he was telling me how, um, you know, in during a webinar, it's very common for people to go and jump on their phones. So instead of telling people, you know, shut off your phones, what he's done is he actually told everyone they're going to be using the mobile phones. So that was an, an activity um, that to me was really useful so the way he what he's done is um he set up like a, a little game um and they, he sent uh the, the attendees links uh to videos and every video or um or every resource that they got to uh had a task for them to complete so throughout the webinar everyone was was really engaged because you know they're not um you know looking at something unrelated or so they're actually using the phone as a way of connecting with with their presenter did that make sense yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a really interesting concept and a great way to actually get the, the audience interacting and engaging with the material. Um, that's anytime it, that's you, you can get people engaging, you're going to get a way better retention rate and, and exactly. they're going to be much more interested in what you're doing. Exactly. And there's a difference between engagement and entertainment. You know, sometimes people think that just making people laugh and have fun uh, is engagement. Um, and it can be, and it's great to, to make it fun, but it's not necessarily engagement. Um, an engaged person is actually engaged with the content. Um, uh, an entertained person it, it may not actually be engaging with the actual content of the course. Now, there's a great book I would recommend to anyone wanting to learn more about this uh, called Active Training. A uh, bit of a Bible for, for making training active. There's a ton, a ton of uh, exercises and tips and and, and examples there. Now, the, um, we are almost finishing with this part, guys. I hope, I hope you're still awake. Um, so evaluation is the next bit. Very, very, very important. 
Um, so what sort of evaluation would you add? You know, would there be some sort of exam, knowledge quiz, observ observation checklist, project assignment, case study, uh, performance results? So, so what would be the way that you're going to measure and evaluate that the training was actually effective? So very, very important to establish that as you're putting the, the training together. Now, the last part, luckily, no more, this is the last one, is feedback, right? This is often ignored. Uh, um, and extremely important, extremely, extremely important. Uh, two types of feedback that need to be uh, communicated. One is uh, a confirming feedback, which which says, you've, you've learned this, um, and it's great that, you know, confirming that you've actually got it right. Uh, very important because you will then reinforce the positive behavior, reinforce the new behavior in the learner. And the other one is a corrective feedback. Uh, when you didn't get it right, you know, how do you feed, um, feedback into into the system and say hey you know have you thought about doing this way oh it's not quite there yet etc does that make sense yeah I, I think that's really good um the, the feedback is also really important for developing and improving on your training program as well um correct if, if you're not finding out what what people are enjoying what they're actually learning from if they find it boring uh, then, then you're going to be end up stuck in a rut so it's really important to get the feedback, not only on the content, but on the training as a whole and how people are experiencing it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So this is the process there, starting from the top, rationale, objectives, activities, evaluation, and feedback. It would follow us the one, two, three, four, five step. Now, now I'm gonna be back to concept that we talk about on, on, on the first um, uh, webinar, which is the actual uh, learning ecosystem, right? So the way I see it, uh, whichever system you implement, whichever, you know, be it an LMS or be a, com a combination of application, it doesn't really matter as long as you're thinking about the ecosystem as a whole. So I talk about this last time where you have a ton of things that influence the, the, the person's learning or the organizational learning. Some of it will be formal learning, some of it wouldn't be informal learning. Um, but it's just very important to just, just think how it all fits in. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the eLearning Assist. We hope you got some really good tips from Eduardo there. And don't forget, if you want to watch the live demo that follows on from this conversation, head over to go1.com, click on the News tab and search for the eLearning Assist and you'll be able to watch along as we go through here. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at any time. Um, you can find us on our website, goon.com, and hit the contact button. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have any suggestions on future topics you would like us to cover in these sessions, please let us know so we can do it. Also, if you're getting started with training in your organization, don't forget you can sign up for a free Go One portal over at goone.com today. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.